Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations, and nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, there's danger on the trail ahead. Hail Silver! A thick blanket of new snow covered the rocky hills of the north country as the Lone Ranger and Tonto reined up sharply and scanned the trail ahead. Look. Ah. Isn't that a smoke signal over there on the other side of the valley? Ah. Can you read it? Ah. Smoke say help. Well, it isn't far. Let's hurry. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. The Lone Ranger and Toto were in the copper mining region where mountains pierced the clouds just south of the Canadian border. The country where the mighty Missouri River started with innumerable feeder streams. They had gone there on their longest manhunt, capturing the killer just after he had crossed the international boundary. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had met a 14-year-old boy named Daniel. There was something about this boy who lived with a grandmother that fired the imagination of the masked man and the Indian. Each time they saw Dan, they found new qualities, qualities like those of the Lone Ranger. 
Tonto, able to observe both Dan and the Lone Ranger, made no mention of the strange theories that stirred deep within him. There's the signal fire. Uh-huh. Me see it. Tonto, that's our young friend. It's Dan. Uh-huh. Here. Push it before I move. Father might have come. You saw my signals. You use the Indian code. This Blackfoot country. Me think maybe smoke signal from Indian. Oh, it was from an Indian. Oh, in a way. Now, what do you mean, Dan? Oh, come over here by the fire and I'll show you. Easy, big fella. Come on, fella. <clears throat> Look. An Indian. Blackfoot. Yes, he's hurt. And worse than that. He's been beaten so badly he's unconscious. I can't bring him to. Oh, deep cuts on his scalp and shoulders. They've been bandaged pretty well. Oh, I did all I could. Then I signaled for help. You did a good job, Dan. I tried to. Very few people would stop to help an Indian as dirty and old as this one. Why not? Indians are people just like everybody else. I'm glad you feel that way. Tell me, where did you find him? Right here. Lying on the ground like this? No, he was tied to his horse. I followed him. You see, about an hour ago, I was riding along the canyon trail when I sighted some hoof prints in the snow. since it stopped snowing early this morning. Huh. Must be a horse on the loose. No. Prints are pretty deep. He's packing something. But... <laughs> Steady, boy. Let's see. Can't be anybody riding that horse because he doesn't stick to the trail. And he breaks gate. Oh, come on, boy. We're going to trail him. Get up there. Indian lashed to his back. The man had been beaten and tied there unconscious, just like he is now. What happened to the horse? Well, I knew the pony was from the Blackfoot tribe, so I tied a note to his bridle and sent him back to the Indian camp. You sent a note to the Blackfoot tribe? What did you tell them? Well, just that one of their men was hurt and he was How here. How since this happened then? About 30 minutes. Why, is something wrong? There might be. He's the third Blackfoot that's been cruelly beaten within the last three days. The other two got back to their camp, but they were dead. Dead? Murdered? Yes. Well, golly. Well, the Indians have gone on a warpath for less. I'm going to try to overtake that pony. Then, who's the most important man in Copperville? Well, Mr. Martin. He owns a copper mine. Go to him right away. Tell him what's happened. There's danger of a Blackfoot uprising. Me ride with you? Well, I'll start right away. Good. Tato, you stay with the Indian. Do what you can. If he regains consciousness, find out who injured him. Steady there. Steady, boy. Easy, Silver. Then, I'll see you in Copperville. Right. Get there. Come on, Silver. <laughs> Less than an hour later, the Lone Ranger realized that his trip was in vain. The Indian's pony carrying Dan's note had reached the Blackfoot camp ahead of him. As he reined up his horse in a grove of trees not far from the camp, the masked man could hear the throb of drums and the monotonous chant of Blackfoot braves in a war dance. He had heard similar sounds many times in the Apache camps of the southwest. He knew that soon the ominous beat of the drums would grow gradually louder and that the war cries of the dancing braves would rise to the point of frenzy. And at a command from their chief, the savages would mount ponies and ride to Copperville, bent on vengeance and destruction. As the Lone Ranger pondered the problem of how he could prevent such a catastrophe... He was unaware that two men in Copperville were discussing the same subject. 
In a rough log shack near a small copper mine on the outskirts of town, Al Curry explained a plot to Jake Spode, his partner. You'll have to explain it to me again, Al. I don't see how we'll have the law on our side. The court will have to back us up on account of that law of the apex. I don't get it. All right. I'll go over the whole thing again. You know this mine of ours ain't worth the powder to blow it up, don't you? Uh, sure. Fact is, I don't see why we bought it, even if it was cheap. I'm explaining that now, if you'll listen. All right. Right next to us, a man named Martin has the richest copper mine in the state. Now, how does that help us? We take it over. Legally. How? By demanding the court uphold the law of the apex. Uh, now you're talking crazy again. No, I'm not. When we bought this land, there was an outcropping of ore on the surface of the ground. It didn't mean anything. We sunk a tunnel 200 feet into the hill, and the veins already petered out. Sure, but that don't change the fact that ore was showing on the surface when we started to mine it. I suppose that helps us get Martin's mine. According to law up in this country, if a vein of ore surfaces on property that is legally yours, you can follow that vein wherever it goes. Even if it goes into Martin's mine? Sure. That's why they call it the law of the apex. Apex means top or surface. Well, I'll be... Now do you see what I mean? I suppose Martin's just going to sit still and do nothing while we're pulling this apex stuff. Of course he ain't. We've got to get some blasting powder down into our tunnel and blast through it to his mine. He must have a hundred miners working for him. The minute they find out what we're doing, it'll take more than an apex law to save us. He'll be busy in old Martin. Busy? Doing what? Listen, Spode. What happens in this town whenever the black feet of the flatheads get riled up? Everybody hides out in Martin's mine. That's right. During an engine raid with about 500 redskins yelling and shooting around here, nobody will be liable to hear any blasting underground. No, but how do you know there's... Oh. Now I see why we beefed them black feet and tied them to their ponies. You know, Spade, sometimes I figure you're almost smart. Yeah. I get the whole thing now. That's pretty slick. When do you think the engines... Whenever they decide, too many redskins have been killed. Then they go on the warpath and hit for the nearest town. <laughs> Just happens that Copperville's the nearest town. Well, how about us? Are we going to... Don't have... worry, we'll be a couple of hundred feet under the ground when it happens. You sure got things figured out. You can't miss. I say, I just thought of something. Yeah. Well, after the engine raid's over and we blast it through to Martin's mine, can't he stop us from taking out ore? That part of it's simple. We just ask the law to issue an injunction that'll stop Martin from running his mine. We have to prove our ore vein and his is the same one. We both know it ain't. Whenever you take an argument to court, Spode, everything takes time. And while Martin's proving we're wrong, the injunction says we're the only ones who can keep on mining. Well, we got plenty of powder. When do we start blasting? As soon as the engines hit town. That's liable to happen any minute. The Lone Ranger from a hill near the Blackfoot village watched the savage war dance increase in fury. Urged on by the cries of their medicine men, the Blackfoot braves now danced in an ever-widening circle that would soon touch the clearing where their horses were waiting. The Lone Ranger knew the half-crazed savages could not be stopped at this point. He saw the first Indian dart from the circle and fling himself astride a Mustang pony. He was followed by others in quick succession. Each wildly painted Blackfoot carried a rifle or a metal-pointed spear. There was a moment of confusion. Then the masked man heard a piercing yell. Louder than all the rest. It was the Blackfoot chief's command to ride. 
There was not a moment to lose. Come on, Silver! Though powerless to stop the frenzied Indians, the Lone Ranger raced ahead to warn and help the people of Copperville. It's up to you, Silver. Come on, big fella. I'll meantime, Dan had found Martin in the little office next to the tool shed at the entrance to Martin's copper mine. Mr. Martin! Mr. Martin! Dan! How are you, boy? I'm all right, but something's happened. What's wrong? Blackfeet on the warpath. They're heading this way. What are you saying? Engines. Gonna raid the town. How do you know? The Lone Ranger told me to warn you. He said you'd know what to do. Lone Ranger? I'll round up all the folks in town and get them in the mine shaft. That's the safest place. Well, can I help? I'll sound the steam whistle. Maybe some folks won't know what it means, though. Could you go down into town and... Sure. I'll tell everybody I see. Make that whistle as loud as you can. What's the idea of the mine whistle at this time of day? Engine's on the warpath. On the way now. Go to the mine. Kid. Engines, Blackfeet, heading this way. Engines, see Hossifat, what do we do? Go to the mine, Martin's mine. Indians! Thanks, boy. Come on, Mary, let's head for Martin's mine. Engines are coming. Blackfeet on the warpath. Go to Martin's mine. We're on our way. Hear that kid yelling, Al? Redskins are doing just what you figured they would. Sure, I knew they'd show up. Say, it ain't going to be very healthy around here. Let's get down in the mine. Wait. We each picking a can of blessing powder. Here. I hope this stunt works. Just stop gabbing. Let's go. Now, wait a minute, folks. Don't get riled up. Wait a minute. Everybody's safe here in this tunnel. Keep the women and children in the back. We've got plenty of men with Winchesters. Hey, look! A masked man. It's a Lone Ranger. Oh, who's going to follow who? Get off the pony. Are the Blackfeet coming? Easy, boy. They're coming, all right. As hard as they can ride. I can't understand it. We've always tried to be very friendly with the Blackfeet. Someone in Copperville isn't. Two Indians have been murdered within the past three days. I'm sure that's the reason for this raid. Here they come, hundreds of them. Well, Martin, this means a fight. Yes, and we haven't a chance. An avalanche is nothing compared to Indians on the warpath. falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Blackfeet, a violent horde of war-crazed savages, hit the town of Copperville like a tidal wave of sudden death. They thundered down the main street of the little mining village. And a few moments later, the crash of window glass and the thud of flaming arrows against wooden buildings was proof they meant to write their vengeance in letters of destruction. <laughs> Tonto had made every effort to revive the wounded Indian whom Dan had found on the trail. Uh, here. Here, you drink. Let uh, me help you. Here, uh, here drink. Uh, you, you like? Uh, drink more. Drink more. You... You feel... You feel better? Oh, that's good. Uh, uh. Here, Scout. We both ride, Scout. Here, me help you up. Uh, you come. Uh, good, steady, Scout. Steady. Where we ride? To Copperville. Find Lone Ranger. Get him up, Scout. Mr. Martin. Not that I know of. I can't understand it. Gallagher! Yes, sir? That blast, what was it? Well, I don't know. There's nobody at the end of the shaft. All the men are up here with us. Better go down there and see what caused it. Yes, sir. Well, can I go with him, Mr. Martin? Why, yes, I guess so. Unless the Lone Ranger... Go on, Dan. There's nothing we can do here but wait. Hope that the burning of the town will satisfy those Indians. I'll come right back. Mr. Martin says I can go with you. Well, it's all right with me, son. Grab onto this ore car. <coughs> we'll coast down to the end of the shaft. All right, let her go. Hey, what's this? Was oh, that part of the shaft? No, it's not. Must have been blasted through from the other side. That's right, Gallagher. There's no mystery to it. Hal Curry and Spode. First time you ever seen a blasting job, Gallagher? No, but it's the first time I've ever seen a couple of high binders trying to mine another man's property. You must be speaking about Martin. Hey, he's the man I work for. And you two hombres have just blasted into an ore vein that belongs to him. Maybe we've got a different idea about who it belongs to. You won't get away with it. We'll take anything that's rightfully ours. Yours? You can't. If he wants to argue about it, he can take it to court. But he'll save himself a lot of trouble by looking up the law of the apex. Apex? Oh, so that's your idea. Why, you... Stand where you are. He's got a gun. I see it. Mighty funny you varmints picked this time to cut through here. Yeah? Just when there's an Indian raid going on, the whole town being burnt down. Indian raids don't bother us. Uh, I see they don't. Come on, kid, let's push that car back to the top. Sure. Bill Martin and Stephen Court. Give our regards to the Indians. <laughs> As Tonto and the wounded Blackfoot Indian approached the town of Copperville, they were greeted by a strange sight. That which only a few hours before had been a peaceful mining town was now a raging inferno. The clapboard buildings along its main street were twin rows of blazing bonfires, and every log cabin that dotted the surrounding hill was a separate island of flame. Wildly yelling Blackfoot savages were everywhere. Afoot and horseback, they swarmed back and forth between the columns of smoke and fire. Tonto reined his horse to a halt. Oh, scout, oh, Oh, only, only way we get through town. Make Blackfeet think we braves. Now you hold tight. Me yell. Uh, get him up, scout. Yeah! 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 Yeah
response to his master's urging, and even though he carried two men, Scout lunged forward at breakneck speed. In the confusion, Tonto depended upon speed and his wild yells to be taken for just another Blackfoot brave. They soon left the blazing town of Marauding Indians far behind. Then he swung quickly out of the trail that led to Martin's mine. If that don't beat all. As if an Indian raid wasn't enough trouble. Those tin horn miners, Al Curry and Spode, have to start blasting. Who are Al Curry and Spode? Uh, just a couple of fly-by-nighters. They own the property next to me. If you ask me, Mr. Morton, I think they framed the whole thing. So do I. Curry wouldn't have pulled a gun on Mr. Gallagher and me unless... A it was... gun? Why did he do that? Because I told him it was funny. He picked an Indian raid to cover his blasting. Yes. It does seem more than coincidence. Both of them are pretty nervy. They said they had a right to any ore they wanted to mine on account of the Apex Law. Or something like that. Law of the Apex must have some ores surfacing on their land. They have. But it has no connection with the vein in this mine. Oh, I see what they're trying to do now. I've heard of the Apex Law, but I didn't think Unfortunately, any... Unfortunately, Mr. Martin, crooks use every advantage they can. I'm going to talk to those men. Come along, Dan. Sure. Uh, here comes an engine riding straight for us. That means they've finished the town and they're heading this way. Hand me that Winchester. I can pick him up before he Wait, gets here. It's Tonto. Wait a minute. Hold your fire. Oh, 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 Scott. Oh, Tonto. Me ride through town. Blackfeet burn it up. They head this way plenty soon. You brought the engine. He's alive. Ah, uh, him better now. Wait, me help him down. There. Uh, uh, Blackfoot, this Lone Ranger. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. You'll soon be well and strong again. Ah, uh, me thankful. White man, Indian, save life. You know who beat you? Ah, uh, two white men. Well, that's not very clear. There are two or three hundred men in Carperville, and I... Oh, wait a minute. Well, where are you going? I'll be right back. I can't see any reason for him to go down in the mine. If the Indians attack, they'll come this way. I think I know why he left. Here they come, Indians! There must be a million of them. Get ready, boys. No, don't shoot yet. Maybe we can talk to their chief and fix... The only way to talk to a redskins with lead. Wait, here comes a lone ranger. Just keep walking straight ahead and we won't have any trouble. No mascot locker do this to me, coming down here and pulling the gun. You forget that you pulled the gun first. Keep your hands up, both of you. Mind it up, don't shoot. I have no intention of shooting. I just brought you up here to find Mongo out something. Mongo Manikte, Kula! Hey, look, it's that redskin that we... Mongo Manikte, Kula! What's that Indian saying? Does anybody know? I know. I can understand Blackfoot. What is it? He says these are the men who beat him up. The man who killed his brother. That's a lie. This Indian raid was a plan, and not an accident. Yeah, them risk is right on top of us. I'm going to start picking them off. No, wait. Wait now. We're outnumbered ten to one. Better go down shooting and be scalped without a fight. Another minute and this will be a massacre. The worst of it is innocent people will die because of these two men. That ain't my fault. I didn't think... Oh, that... keep them covered. Huh? That brave out in front must be the leader. If I could only talk to him, I might... Him, chief, running bear. Trying to talk to Indians on the war path... Well, I know like... one way you could talk to him. Yes, Dan? I've lived in this country as long as I can remember, and I know the Blackfeet pretty well. I've heard how you studied the Southwest Indians, so I studied these Blackfeet. Go on, Dan. Well, there's one thing they honor and respect above all else. If you can show them that you have that... What, Dan? Courage, bravery. Well, they've let captives go free when they admired them. Yes, you're right, Dan. All Indians do. I'm afraid that won't be of any help to us. Yeah, those Redskins are pegging rifles, tomahawks, and spears. They're just waiting for us to make a move. Then they'll move in. He's right. We've got to be killed. I say, let's take some of them with us. Oh, wait. Listen to me. What are you going to do? I'm going to try to bluff them. Make them think they can't hurt me. Easy, big fella. Come on, Silver. Straight toward the encircling wall of savage Indians rode the Lone Ranger. The very air was charged with tension as many of the Braves gripped their rifles and tomahawks in anticipation. 
But slowly, as the strange masked man on a white horse approached without displaying a sign of fear, the expression on their faces changed from hate to amazement. Who was this masked white man who rode calmly into the camp of the enemy with his head held high? Surely he must be a brave and noble warrior. The Lone Ranger reined to a halt directly in front of Running Bear, the Blackfoot chief. You are the great chief Running Bear. I salute you. Who are you? Chief Running Bear, you have made war and burnt many houses. Now you want to kill. White man kill three Blackfoot brave. No, only two. Your third brave was rescued. He's alive and will soon be well. He's over there in front of the mine. Running Bear no see him. Come on over and I'll show you. You're not afraid to come over, are you? Running Bear not afraid. We go with you. Good. Come on, Silver. Bye. There's your man, Chief, right over there. What in the water? Blackfoot say, white man save life. That's right. Because we want to be friends with the Blackfeet, we ask that your braves go back to their camp. Only two of them are guilty of the crime, Chief. They're standing right here. That's a lie. Don't go telling them Redskins. Hurry. I'm going to give you a better chance than you deserve. You'll admit to two murders. I'll ask Chief Running Bear to let the white man's justice take its course. If you keep on denying it, I'll turn you over to him. Indian justice for murder is far worse than death. Well, what do you say? We killed him. But don't let the Redskins get us. Chief, you've heard these men admit their guilt. You have my word that they'll receive swift justice in the white man's court. You understand? Uh, And will you order your braves back to their camp and let the white men who want peace rebuild their homes? You brave warrior... Running bear, believe. Blackfoot, go. Walu, table! That's what I'd say was a close call. Mr. Martin, will you take charge of the prisoners and turn them over to the sheriff? I sure will. And with this Indian testifying against them, there isn't much doubt about the verdict. Are you ready, Tonto? Huh? Be ready. Bye, Dan. You're leaving for good? No, Dan, we're not. As a matter of fact, we may be around this country for some time. Oh, golly! That's great! Well, we didn't originally intend to stay long. Certain things have developed that will keep us here. I, uh, I might need a lot of help from you. Well, Jiminy, you sure can count on me. Anything I can do, it doesn't matter what it is. Would you like to work with me? Oh, would I? Well, I'd sooner work with you than do anything in the world. Let me go with you. Not just yet, then. I'll let you know when I need you. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Otto, the more I see of that boy... Uh-huh. Remember how he showed such interest in caring for that wounded Indian? Uh, same interest like you. One day, long time ago, you find Tonto hurt bad. You take care of Tonto. And the boy's interest in the Indians and their habits made it possible to save a lot of lives. Kimosabe, I want to know more about Dan and his past. With each passing day, the Lone Ranger has more reason to admire and respect the boy, and Tonto has additional food for deep thought. Who is Dan? What is the story of his past? There are amazing things to come while the Lone Ranger rides in the high border country. Be sure to listen.
just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated.